to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. Today, we're talking about how to overcome the stigma of taking medication. Psychiatric medication has been around since the 1950s, when we first were introduced to an antipsychotic that was meant to treat schizophrenia. Not long after, though, antidepressants hit the market, and they gave people a lot of relief from their symptoms for the first time ever. Obviously, since then, psychiatric drugs have expanded, and they've improved a lot. But we also know that they've been marketed heavily, people have been overdiagnosed with certain conditions, and drugs are commonly overly prescribed. The concerns about medication have also contributed to the stigma associated with taking them. As a therapist, I've heard people say things like, I don't want to use medication as a crutch. I should be able to handle my depression on my own. Or, medication is for people who don't want to work on themselves. And while I don't think people should automatically be prescribed medication for depression, anxiety, or some other mental health issue, it's really helpful in many cases. Much of the research shows a combination of medication and therapy often helps people gain the best results. But so often, people associate medication with weakness. But that's not true. In fact, for most people, it takes a lot of courage to try medication. And it's usually not as simple as just remembering to swallow a pill every day. Many people who take psychiatric medication work really hard. They track their mood, their doses, and their side effects, which can be quite difficult to do but they want to be able to give their doctor that information so they can decide whether their dosage needs to be adjusted or if the medication needs to be changed. Some of the sponsors on this show have been pharmaceutical companies. And that's the only time I've ever gotten angry messages from a couple of listeners. One person who expressed great disappointment in a particular ad said, this is supposed to be a show about mental strength, not shortcuts to artificial happiness. Messages like that remind me how much work we still have to do surrounding the stigma associated with taking mental health medications. Like, think about it. Nobody really insults somebody because they took insulin to manage their blood sugar. So I don't think someone should be criticized if they take a mood stabilizer, an antipsychotic, or a sleeping pill. Today's guest is also going to talk about conquering the stigma associated with asking for help and taking medication. I'm talking to actor Tay Diggs. You might know him from movies like House Telegutter Grooveback or TV shows like Private Practice. Tay experienced insomnia for many years. At first, he brushed it off. Eventually, though, he decided to get help. And now he's encouraging anyone who's struggling with something to find the courage to get help and to be open to various treatment options, including medication. Some of the things he talks about today are why he went so long convincing himself that he didn't have a problem, what finally made him see that he couldn't ignore his problem any longer, and the steps he's taking to manage his mental health now. Make sure to stick around until the end of the episode for The Therapist Take. It's the part of the show where I'll give you my take on taste strategies for overcoming any discomfort you might feel about getting help. So here's Tay Diggs on how to overcome the stigma of taking medication. Tay Diggs, welcome to the Very Well Mind podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, it's great to be here. Well, thank you for fitting us into your busy schedule. I know you're a busy guy these days. And I heard a rumor, and I wonder if you're at liberty to uh, confirm that 
there's a reality show coming out called Back in the Groove and you're going to host it? Yes, very excited <laughs> about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're kind of uh, calling back on, uh, on that oldie but goodie, how Stella got her groove back. Uh, and I'm hosting a show that is uh, linking up uh, mature women with, uh, with younger men. Uh, women that are looking to uh, to have fun and kind of see where where life uh, leads them, and it's uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be uh, pretty exciting to watch. What's it been? Twenty five years since that movie came out. Now we're going to be talking about turning it into a reality show. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, you know, these type of situations they they uh, they never uh, they never get old. It's uh, Love is timeless, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if that uh, applies uh, uh, on this on this TV program. But I had a, I had a great time shooting it, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to it airing. Very cool. And yeah. then in the meantime, you're also working on All American. Yes, yes, fifth season. Uh, Coach Billy Baker and the crew. Um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a lot more of of what 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 uh, what the viewers have been used to, but. But uh, everyone's kind of growing and maturing, uh, and you 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 uh, you see that in the storyline. So, um, yeah, th- this this is going to be a really interesting one. It's going to be uh, I I can't as you know I I can't say too much, but um, this season is going to be unlike any other uh, because uh, some of these changes are are going to be uh, uh, much needed, um, not expected, and uh, and earned. Ooh, exciting! Okay, mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. Well, despite your busy schedule, something I've heard you talk about lately is sleep difficulties. And you've been mm-hmm. vocal about the fact that you had a lot of difficulty sleeping. Can you talk a bit about that? Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, kind of excited. And uh, people use that word far, far too often. But for me, you know, uh, I really am excited in that I've, I've struggled with sleep since my son was born. <laughs> I'm a 13-year-old uh, boy. Walker, I'm actually going to see a touch football game after this. <laughs> um, and uh, I had anxiety surrounding, you know, how often he would sleep. And if I had work the next day, um, how, uh, how, my, how many hours of sleep I would get so, so and, and be able to actually, you know, perform at work. So it started then. Um, and then, you know, after, after he found his, you know, sleep uh, regimen, um, I was still struggling, so I would try, you know, over-the-counter sleep aids, you know, aspirin with 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 sleep stuff, and then and then when I would get to work, I would have to figure out what kind of energy drinks. Once again, aspirin with caffeine, Red Bull, and just all this stuff. Uh, but finally, you know, and and I kind of found a group um, where you know, whatever the the gig was, I could. I could maintain, you know what I mean? I, I could, you know, through, throughout the night, I could get a certain amount of sleep and I would know, you know, how I could perform with that, you know, that amount of sleep and, and what I needed to do to stay awake, to do what I needed to do at work. But it wasn't until, you know, just recently when my son um, kind of stopped me and, and, you know, I share custody with, with his mother. So whenever I'm hanging out with him, it's, it's uh, it's serious, and I want to make sure I can I can be the best me. And he started to comment on just my energy level and me not being as present. So, uh, and I, I knew that it was because of, of of my lack of sleep. So, I went. Uh, I actually 
took the time out and saw a doctor and asked, you know, you know, what, what, do, what do you think about, uh, what do you think about this? Is it an issue? And, uh, you know, there's a stigma that goes along with the word that goes with insomnia. And I always thought that those people were weird or, you know, were walking around like zombies that they, they never slept ever <laughs> throughout the night. And, uh, and it was what I was suffering from, you know, just not being able to, to uh, allow your body to do what it does naturally. You know what I mean? Um, so he suggested uh, Qvivic. And uh, I love, I gave it a try. Uh, you know, he obviously told me to, to, to keep an eye out because, uh, you know, with these kinds of uh, uh, prescriptions, they can have side effects. So he might wanted to make sure that, that I was clear on all that. Uh, and I was, and I was able to, you know, after a few days of, of a trial period, I was able to fall asleep quicker, sleep longer, and then which is rare in some of these other sleep aids, um, wake up all kind of revived and not groggy, which was very, very important to me. Um, so it, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, my, my life has, has, uh, has made a, taken a turn. You know what I mean? Um, as for the longest time, I couldn't really depend on anything. Um, and you know, what I was using to get to sleep and stay awake, it was always changing because your body kind of gets used to it. But with this, you know, so far, so good. And I'm, uh, you know, I just want to kind of impress upon people not to be afraid to ask for help. You know, in this case, it was me and sleep. But uh, uh, in, in regards to anything, you know, there are people out there that can, that can help us. And, uh, and all we need to do is ask. Absolutely. When you were struggling at first, when you were having a hard time falling asleep, did you try certain things at home between like home remedies or did you feel like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. Like my room's not dark enough or there's something I should all be doing that, differently. All of that stuff. Yeah. Certain meditations, um, you know, reading certain shows, you know, um, sounds, you know, music sounds. And then, and then I, uh, and then I tried to take advantage. I, I was waking up between like three and five, you know, every night. So then I was just like, well, this would be the time that I meditate. You know what I mean? But, um, and that was fine. It's cool, spiritually, but I still wasn't getting the amount of sleep that I needed. And, uh, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was making itself, uh, it was pretty obvious at work. You know, days when, when I couldn't get back to sleep, you know, I'd have issues, you know, memorizing lines or being as present, uh, not, not being as present as I wanted to be, you know, with my other actors. You know, on set, I, I like to, you know, I like to mess around. I'm a practical joker, and and people could always tell, you know, what I mean, when I when I kind of wasn't being myself. So, uh, so once uh, once I started with this this cubivic, it was uh, it, it really it really I, I had forgotten just you know um, how important uh, a good night's sleep is. Yeah, and sleep is this weird one because we often talk about it almost in a sense that it's a badge of honor to be able to function on very little sleep. I hear so yeah. many people who will brag about, well, you know, I only sleep four hours a night or I can function really well by only sleeping six hours. And yeah. they don't really recognize the detrimental effects that it has on them. And it's cumulative. If you, we can all get through one a night or two where we only sleep five hours and it's not mm -hmm. an issue. But if you only sleep five hours a night consistently, it's going to catch up to you. Yes, 100%. And, uh, and I know from experience, you know, because, uh, the way I would gauge it would be, you know, how present I was at work and how easy 
uh, it was for me to retain lines. You know what I mean? That's something that I was proud of. You know, I can go into, uh, I can go to work and, and not have to memorize my, my lines the night before, look them over, um, and then spit them out. And it was, uh, you know, there were, there were days when it was really, really difficult. And then it's almost like a spiral, not almost, it is a spiral because every time I have to call for a line, you know, that slows up everybody else's process and then we're there longer. So that means there was more money that, you know, has to be, it's, it's, it, it, was, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I had no idea. Did you know it was a problem for you all this time or did you think it was just normal part of... I thought it was normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until... And it wasn't until I, I, it was affecting, you know, my relationship with my, with my kid, you know what I mean? Um, um, that's when I really started to, to take note, like what's, what's happening here. Cause I couldn't, you can't help it. You know what I mean? And he, and no one knows me more than him. I can't pretend to be present. You know what I mean? I can't pretend to be happy. I can't pretend to have energy. You know what I mean? Um, um, he could tell. So I was, uh, I, I had to take a, you know, a, a solid, look at myself and trying to figure out what, what the issue was. And it was just, you know, there were days, there were days when I could, you know, uh, get through, but then, as you said, it's cumulative and, uh, you know, towards the end of the week, um, it was just really, really tough. So, uh, that's when I decided to get some help. And sleep is also weird because sometimes sleep is the problem and sometimes it's a symptom of another problem. I'm a mm -hmm. therapist, so sometimes I treat people with depression and they can't sleep, but the reason they can't sleep is because they're depressed or they have an anxiety disorder that makes it hard to sleep. And it's a vicious yeah. cycle of figuring out the chicken and the egg sort of a thing. In your case, did you know, like, okay, this is insomnia? Or did you, that's maybe creating some anxiety or it was the anxiety first because of your son that created problems sleeping? That's, that's what it felt like, you know, who, who, who really knows? But I, I know that the lack of sleep um, started anxiety. And then, um, and then my anxiety around not getting sleep kind of grew. So then it was, I started to get anxious at work. You know what I mean? How am I going to cover? How, um, am I going to, you know, what kind of a day is, is, is today going to be? Am I going to be on point? You know, um, you know, I, am, am I going to have enough patience with, with my son or with my son's mother? Or, you know, so, so yeah, as you said, it, it, it it's, um, it's, uh, it's cyclical. It's cyclical. Um, but, you know, once that element, once that dynamic of, you know, getting enough sleep, once that was added, I was very surprised at, you know, how much of the, uh, the other stuff kind of fell away. And something I hear from people often is they'll do these like sleep trackers and then they'll see like, I didn't get very well quality sleep or I didn't sleep enough. And then it creates even more stress. And then sure. they think, put pressure on themselves, like, I have to get a good night's sleep tonight. And then they don't. Did you try any of those sorts of things? No, no. I was just kind of old school. And if, when I was awake, I was awake. And if I was asleep, I was asleep. Uh, and I was just awake a lot more than I, than I wanted to be. Um, and then it was, as I said, the, 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 uh, the game, the challenge of, of keeping my energy up during the day and, and what kind of energy drink was, you know, was too much and what kind, you know, then, then that there was anxiety with that. Am I going to get a heart attack because I'm drinking all these energy drinks and, you know, uh, trying to work out and then trying to spend time with my son and, you know, other appointments and pitches and all, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's a trip. P people don't realize how important, you know, a good night's sleep is. It's, it's just as important, if not more, 
is, you know, eating and drinking. You know what I mean? You, your body needs it. And right. uh, we, we take it, we take it for granted. It's the first thing I think that we take for granted. And how did you find the courage to get help? Uh, it, it, once, once, as I said, once, once my son, you know, started noticing, um, once he was, was, uh, yeah, I just didn't want anything to come in between, you know, our quality time. Um, um, I could, I could kind of, um, fudge it at work, but when it came to him, you know, that was kind of a wake up call. You know, I wanted to be, you know, he's 13, he's an amazing athlete. And I just, I, I, uh, there were times I just couldn't keep up with him. You know what I mean? Um, you know, falling asleep in the movie theater on a, a great movie that, that we wanted to see together. All of those things mean a little bit more, you know, when, when you're sharing custody. And if I'm not there the way, you know, I, I need to be or should be, it's, a, it's an issue. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't difficult to, 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 for me at least, to, to speak to somebody after that. But, it, but I needed that. I needed that. Uh, I needed that to kind of give me the the kick in the behind to to get something done. And did your did your doctor use medication as a first line of defense, or were there other recommendations of things? No, to totally. Yeah. Once uh, once I told him uh, uh, everything I'd been through, um, then he said, "We'll try this." Yeah, and then uh, and that's when uh, you know Q Vivid came on the scene. Um, um, he was excited. I was excited because it was new. I like the fact that, you know, um, it, I, it didn't come with some of the horror stories <laughs> that I've heard, you know, people trying other things, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, not knowing where you are or, you know, loss of memory, you know, none of that. Uh, I didn't experience any of that. Um, uh, but he made sure, you know, as, as I'll repeat, um, he made sure that I knew to keep a lookout for any side effects because, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's chemistry is different. So there can be certain side effects, but I haven't experienced any of them. So I consider myself very fortunate. And what was it like to take your story public and say, okay, I struggle with insomnia and I'm taking medication? Um, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm, this is something that I'm excited about, you know, um, um, I'm at an age, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, if I can help uh, in any way make life a little bit easier for others, um, I'm down with it. You know what I mean? I'm very, very open to to hearing other people's experiences. And if if someone has a life hack or if someone you know has a you know a, a, a way of 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 making my life easier, I'm always open to it. So I'm just kind of uh, returning the favor. Now, something I hear often is people who take medication is they often worry that it's a shortcut. Like, oh, I really should be doing X, Y, and Z. If I take a medication, it's like the cheat code. Did you have any concerns that you shouldn't take medication and you should be doing something else that would be working for you? Not me. I've been doing it for, I've been, you know, struggling for so long. Um, and, you know, I feel, I consider myself, you know, fairly healthy. So, you know, it's I'm not one of these cats that, you know, you open my 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 uh uh in the bathroom the the medicine cabinet and it's just rows and rows of prescriptions no you know i i, I take care of myself you know i i hit the gym regularly you know try to drink a lot of water so i had no issue you know what i mean um and for me you know the uh the payoff was is is so far worth it in addition to making sure you get enough sleep what else do you do to stay as mentally healthy as possible 
Um, still the meditation, you know, I, I got, I got, I considered myself, you know, spiritual, so a, a spiritual practice to kind of keep me grounded. Um, I try to laugh a lot. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, all, all of that, um, you know, the, a proper diet, you know, the older I'm getting, the, the more important I'm realizing, you know, what, what we put in our bodies, you know, is, uh, is important. And, uh, yeah, trying to, uh, stay and feel good is alive. And now that you are able to get a much better night's sleep, what do you notice? How's life better? How's it different? Um, it, I, it's, it's like, uh, it's almost as if like a switch, you know, has been flicked, you know, or where you, you, um, um, or, or, you know, when you, when you need glasses and then the first time you actually put them on, you know, everything is still the same, but you can just see everything a little bit clearer. It, it felt like that. You know what I mean? You know, my, you know, all of the dynamics around me were the same, but the way I viewed them and the way I can, I can the way I can attack life was different. And, and that was just, that's just cool. And how about during the pandemic? Because I hear some people say, gosh, you know, during the pandemic, I had a lot more trouble sleeping. Other people say I slept a lot. Did your sleep habits change at all then? Sure, sure. Well, that, that's, that's right when, when I was, you know, right in the, in the, in the thick of it. Um, and, you know, luckily that's, that's when it was introduced to me. So um, I had the time. <laughs> I had the time to actually uh, to test it when, uh, you know, when everybody's anxiety levels were, were through the roof. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's the, 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 these days there's a lot to be anxious about and there's, you know, people have reason to, uh, to be, uh, uh, awake and tossing and turning, uh, at nighttime. So, um, you know, I'm just uh, pass, passing along this message. We appreciate that. So one last question for you, for somebody out there who's struggling and maybe it's with sleep or maybe it's just with another mental health issue or another, perhaps a physical health problem. And they're embarrassed to get help or they're hesitant to because they're afraid it's not going to work anyway. What advice would you give to them? I would tell them to, uh, you know, uh, honor the embarrassment, but then to, to look at the larger picture, you know what I mean? And, um, and, uh, and challenge themselves because at the end of the day, um, people need help. And when people need help, they should ask for it. Um, and then you can be the judge, you know, you, you, you know, what are these coaches, you know, you, you, you can't, what, what is, what is it? Uh, if you don't, you, you, uh, I want to get this right. Uh, you have to take a shot in order to miss it, but you don't make any shots if you, if you don't take them, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, go to the doctor and inquire and then, then you can make a choice. But if you don't even go to the doctor, you know, you're, you're out of the game. So, um, I mix about 18 different metaphors there, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> we do. And it's absolutely true. So Tay Diggs, thank you so much for being on the Very Well Mind podcast. Thank I appreciate you. it. All right. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Right. Take care. Bye. Welcome to The Therapist Take. This is a part of the show where I'll give you my take on Tay's strategies for staying mentally strong. Here are three of Tay's strategies I highly recommend. Number one, pay attention to changes in your mood or behavior. Tay recognized that he felt anxious after his son was born and he started to have trouble sleeping, but he brushed it off as normal. And for 13 years, he ignored the fact that he felt exhausted and couldn't sleep. We've all done this about something in our lives before. We notice some subtle changes in our mood or our behavior, but we ignore it 
and try to convince ourselves it's normal. Like, have you ever been to the doctor and they ask you a question like, when did the problem start? And you can't really answer because it's been a while, but you've been ignoring it. Or maybe you just accepted it for so long that you can't remember when or how it actually started. It's important to pay attention to changes that you see in your mood or your behavior. Don't chalk them up to normal aging or decide it's just a new phase in your life. Sometimes those things signal a problem that can be addressed. And the sooner you address it, the sooner you can start feeling better again. In therapy, we suggest people seek help if they notice a change in mood or behavior that lasts longer than two weeks. Number two, beware of tendencies to treat symptoms while ignoring the underlying problem. Although Tay says he did try a bunch of things to help him sleep, like over-the-counter sleep medication and various fall-asleep-fast strategies, he mostly paid attention to his symptom, which was that he felt tired during the day. He said he drank energy drinks and did everything he could to function, even when he was exhausted. But being tired wasn't the real problem. The problem was his insomnia. He had to address his sleeping issue if he wanted to feel better. But so often we do the same thing. We try to treat a specific symptom and ignore the actual problem. Sometimes we don't recognize what the under problem actually is, though. You might feel frustrated by the fact that you can't concentrate. But the underlying issue might be an anxiety disorder. Or your family might be frustrated that you've been irritable lately. But your irritability might be a symptom of depression. But if you don't know whether something you're experiencing is the symptom or the problem, don't worry. It's tough to figure it out on your own sometimes. But talking to a doctor or a mental health professional can help because they can look objectively at the bigger picture. And number three, talk to your doctor. Tay says he finally talked to his doctor about his inability to sleep and he was prescribed medication that gave him relief. But it took 13 years to do that. He's now encouraging other people to reach out for help for whatever problem they're experiencing and to do it a lot sooner than he did. It's tough to ask for help and sometimes it's hard to know who to ask. After all, depression could be caused by a thyroid issue that's best treated by a doctor. But at other times, it's best treated by a therapist. But talking to your doctor is usually the best place to start. A physician can rule out any physical health issues, and if it's warranted, they could refer you to see someone else, like a therapist. So those are three of Tay's strategies that I highly recommend. Pay attention to changes in your mood or behavior. Beware of the tendency to treat symptoms while ignoring the underlying problem. And talk to your doctor when you have concerns. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.